Welcome to I'm Woke and Tired. I'm Miranda. I'm Chelsea. Today we're going to literally just talk about our titles and what yep. it means. What does it mean, Miranda? Um, so kind of just being politically involved and informed and how knowing all of the shitty, shitty things that happens in American politics and just really being tired of it. Yep. And just <laughs> generally exhausted. Yeah, I agree. I was thinking about this and I was thinking like, being woke, I also hate, like, now that term has changed yeah. completely. It's kind of a joke. It's a joke. And now it's, like, the people who are, like, oh, I'm woke are, like, rich white people. What are you doing? No, you're not woke. Okay? I actually don't think many people are really woke. And I don't know if, like, I someone's, like, I don't know if I consider most people woke. And I actually, I was, like, I agree with mm-hmm. that. Um, and even though our titles, I'm woke and tired. Are we really woke? We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Someone um, will tell us otherwise. <laughs> someone will be like, bitch, you suck ass. <laughs> um, and what I really think woke is being, is just, like you said, just being, like, fucking aware of everything in the world. Like, being aware of your privilege. Being aware yeah. of just the fact that we live in a society that just is continually oppressing different types of people. Like, figure it out. Like I mean, be us included. It's just, like... Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like we're participating in an oppressive society. We are also oppressed. Yeah. It sucks both ways. <laughs> and also being woke, I truly think it's like don't be an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like I hate the term politically incorrect or politically correct. I hate that term so much. But also you know what I think it means? Stop being a fucking asshole, okay? Just try not to be an asshole. <laughs> like just be nice to people. Exactly. Trans jokes. I bet you it's not going to be fun. If you're not trans, don't go that way. Okay, so, but yeah, like Miranda said, like, giving a shit about everything makes you exhausted. Even now, like, I don't even watch a documentary on Netflix because I'm like, you know what? I can't give a shit about something else. (laughs) I'm late, but I watched the SeaWorld documentary finally, and now I'm just mad. Yes. But you know what makes me mad? I've never watched it because I, I knew it was going to be bad. Someone else had talked about it multiple times. So I'm like, I know, like, SeaWorld success. Yeah. Also, all these people suck. Okay. This is why we need to make sure they can stay in their natural habitat. <laughs> like, that's why these places are not good. Yeah. Um, But I always think it's funny because people, like, so many people are so outraged yeah. by that. Rightfully so. Don't abuse animals. But... What was bad, it's just, like, those same people don't give a shit when it's black people. So, (laughs) that's what always kills me, is they don't care. And so, I was like, I care. Go, Don't abuse an animal. So, are we moving on to what radicalized us? Um, Yeah, we can do that. So, what radicalized us? Um, What radicalized you, Miranda, aka Anarchist (laughs) on Bad Days? (laughs) I am an anarchist in bad days. Um, so many things. I think part of it just has to do with, like, I was brought up very apolitical of, like, it doesn't matter if you vote Republican, Democrat, whoever the fuck, no one cares about you. And I grew up also working class. 
I mean, half, like, Mexican, another half just, like, very, like, rural southern people. So it's just kind of this inherent distrust of government and just, like, idea that politics don't give a shit about you. They don't care about anything. To be fair, I was also raised fairly conservative along that spectrum. And then I kind of... So you were going to be a libertarian is what we're going to talk about. (laughs) That was the road they were leading me down. That was actually what was going to happen. And then... I don't know. Divine intervention, thank God. Eighth grade, started going to a private school and kind of became more conscious of, like, how much money I didn't have. Because I was more, like, lower middle. Lower middle class, kind of working class. So I wasn't totally broke. Yeah. But nowhere near rich. Not even middle class. Um, <laughs> For the people who don't know, we went to Webb. and in Knoxville. And, yeah, I felt like I was literally poor as fuck. I was poor. I was very working class, but I was just like, oh, wow. I'm this poor. I'm that poor. Yeah, I was like, before I was like, we're fine. And then I was like, I told my mom, I was like, we are not fine. (laughs) But also that and then how much people there, because I think web creates a bubble, especially if you're there your entire life. Like, you don't realize how rich you are. I think we had a friend at one point who, I remember saying like, you basically telling them like they're rich and they were like no i'm not we're just like comfortable of kind of like that upper middle class comfortable and i'm like obviously they're not one percent but it's like if you have a boat and go on vacations yearly if not twice a year you have a lot of money a lot more money than most people do also that you can easily like yeah even those multiple trips like you may not go on trips a lot, but I think it's because your family doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. Your family could probably go on multiple trips a year out of the country and be fine. Yeah. Like, if you can lose, if you just have, like, more than $200 or even that much money just set aside for whatever reason, you're well off. Any form of savings, honestly, because we didn't have that. No, having a college savings fund. Yeah. The, no. I knew that I didn't have that, which is funny. Web is an interesting school because it's yeah. not soup. I always think it's funny. Like, the student body is half and half conservative mm-hmm. and liberal. Yeah. Then, the, actually, a lot of the teachers are pretty liberal. Yeah. But then the parents, board, and all that is super conservative. Yeah. It's not as 50-50. So, yeah, rich people don't know when they're rich. No, and... <laughs> But then it was just kind of like this consciousness of class. And then I go to college and I said, I'm a history major. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to those rants later. Um, but yeah, so I study these things and I start to learn that, you know, the United States pretty much always was awful to people. They're awful to Native Americans. They're awful to black people. Awful to the Irish. Literally anybody. They can be awful to you. They are terrible to you. And it seems like over and over again, there's this issue of classism anti-communism all these things when in fact a lot of times what i would see as maybe not solutions but definitely things that could help situations is like a more socialist or a more communist type of economy or government could definitely make things less terrible um and i think that's when i really started to identify myself more in a leftist perspective because i was never comfortable calling myself a democrat i think in high school i felt like i was stuck with that and even, like, freshman year of college, it's like, I guess I have to be that because the only other option is Republican, and I'm sure as fuck not going that way. Yep. Um, and then I kind of started really more recently, last year or so, being like, I don't actually have to. I can hate all of that. 
and kind of go off on my own little leftist political tangent. The lonely place. <laughs> oh, it is a lonely place. Which I always think it's interesting. Um, I definitely feel like I could have been easily a conservative Democrat yeah. in my life. Like, I don't think... Thank God I'm not. But I think I could easily just have not been the person I am today. Because um, I grew up in a fairly religious home, fairly conservative home. I later realized, which shocked me. Because, you know, when you think you're becoming more lefty, yeah. and so is everyone else, and you realize, nope, it's just you. It's just just you. Um, so, I, so I actually, like, man, I was against so many things in middle school. Which, of course, you're just taking from what your parents, but, like, if you, like, God, such stereotypical things. Like, welfare state, eh. <laughs> like, gay people, no. And I remember, actually, my first bubble, like, being popped. One, when I figured out that not everyone was Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Two, that I met someone who, I don't know if she was bi or not, but she was dating a girl at the time, and she, everyone thought it was weird yeah. at our school. And... I remember also piling in on that, but also being low-key, why am I doing this right now? Throughout middle school, realizing that that was terrible what I did. Um, I we all had that weird, like, fifth or eighth grade of, like, that's why everybody would make those weird. Remember those, like, Wanda Sykes commercials of, like, that's gay? Like, that was when that was happening. So yeah. everybody was doing that. Yeah. Even I was doing that, and I am, in fact, a raging lesbian, so, like... I didn't know it then. No, it but that was like, I don't think I knew what someone being gay was until yeah. sixth grade. Way to be sheltered. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's a mood. But yeah, and then go through middle school. But I think middle school, like, as any typical black person, you care, in, if you're not black Republican, you're mm-hmm. like caring about racial issues because clearly yeah. your survival <laughs> is upon you caring about <laughs> racial issues in America. So I always did that. Um, but I think it was when I, oh, found malcolm x and was like <laughs> yes i'm um, watching his youtube videos about him and his talks i was like he's making so much sense yeah non-violent bullshit <laughs> like i was just like and well, that's not even really what he was saying he wasn't like a violent like professional like we should go out and kill people but i think he definitely was just like you don't have to just take it and that was just like i don't have to take this like i can do something more um and also, of course, talking about just, like, like honestly, talking about colorism mm-hmm. and, like, hair texture and stuff like that far before most people did, right? Like, talking about, like, the hatred black people have amongst themselves yeah. and how that also impacts the black community. And so just I thought, wow, he's making me question black hatred of, like, your hair, your skin color. And so that pushed me. But James Baldwin, next person to radicalize <laughs> me. Um, but even then, like, all these people just made me think, what does that mean of being black in America? Also, even just James Baldwin, like, one of his talks was just, like, amazing. He was, he was debating, like, Williams Buckley. I don't know if you know who he is. I do, I do know Buckley. Um, trash human being. <laughs> um, but they were in England and debating, I think at Oxford or something. Yeah. And, amazing debate, watch it. And he was talking about, at one point, how... I think Robert Kennedy had said one day a black person can become president. Yeah. And, of course, you're watching this and Obama has become president. And you're like, oh, so he was right. But Baldwin's like, 
oh, thank you, goody. In a couple of decades, you're going to give me a black president. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> right? Like, he was just like, yeah. that's it? Like, and that's what you see as the grand prize but is a black man becoming present. To be fair, I think Robert Kennedy actually probably was more lefty than that statement. Oh, like, like Robert Kennedy was kind of a cool dude. It was filled with nothing. Like, and that that was enough for black people. And so that just killed me. But then, oh, radicalism college pushed me like <laughs> all the way oh, those like i think i still was probably leaving high school i used to be like a liberal democrat but like so i probably would have voted like, 2020 primary 20 like in 2016 like i probably would have voted for elizabeth warren over bernie um like that's where i was i probably wouldn't have voted for hillary clinton that still was like she's <laughs> she's her own little democrat over there um but of course now in 2020 voted for bernie so what a (laughs) evolution but i started watching like independent media and i think that was you realizing wow everything is like not what you thought it was because you're just like this is an entirely different perspective that's never introduced like never on cnn msnbc never on like you i don't think i've ever met someone that left like then when i started watching stuff like tyt it's like a show called secular talk yeah. and stuff like that and i was just like oh these people are lefties this is great <laughs> and they're saying stuff that they're actually focused on racism though that was all where tyt was really focused on like i watched a lot of their videos about like racism in america yeah. and not that they're not still focused on that but they've kind of moved away from that a little bit but it was just like a ton of videos about people being tased by cops when they used to do that and not shoot you. <laughs> Go back to the time they used to tase us <laughs> and, not, and not being shot. Um, and I was just like, wow, people actually care about this. They're supportive of Black Lives Matter. That's also something. When I figured out people weren't supportive of Black Lives Matter. It was wild to me. How can you not be? Like, it, it doesn't sh- make sense. Do you read? Like, I was just like. <laughs> can you see? Can you see the inequality? And probably some people cannot, apparently. It's just, like, the whole statement, Black Lives Matter. And it's just, like, you're really going to try to argue against that. Yeah, like, oh, my matter, my life matters, too. And, like, nah, shit, idiot. <laughs> like, uh, whatever. But when I started getting independent media, and I really, like, I was watching it. Like, I remember senior, junior year. But, like, I really, like, every day, if, I mean, sometimes I couldn't watch it at 6 p.m. because I had practice. But, like, 6.30, 7 o'clock, I'm watching TYT. Mm-hmm. Like, getting into it and then finally became a member so i pay them every month to just talk to me talk about politics um and then i found the majority of it was sam cedar um and michael ropes like identifies as like a a socialist like one of the hosts and i think that's pretty much what sam does mostly and then even one of them i think is like a communist right so like this is just a show of extreme leftists and they're not even like i hate to even say extreme because they're they're not and and then i started watching them like every day and i was just like damn i think i'm socialist Mm -hmm. um and then when i went abroad to denmark which denmark honestly most people do not like the term socialist and honestly i actually agree most of them are really not socialist but it wasn't until then that i was just like no i'm a a socialist because when i started writing a bunch of legal memos about Mm -hmm how the U.S. shouldn't have killed people. Like, I wrote a Lily legal memo about how Osama bin Laden's assassination was illegal. So, it was. hot take. But <laughs> <laughs> it actually was. Like, there's, like, an 80% chance that, like, c- 
completely illegal. Because there was a chance that he didn't even have a gun on him, and they just shot him. Uh, Pretty sure capturing someone is an option. (laughs) And they even killed an American citizen abroad. Um, Awaki. I don't think I pronounced that name correctly, but oh well. And then killed his son two weeks later. And so the son was also not actually really involved in that uh, organization at all. So, like, completely illegal. Like, that one's not even, like, there's zero justification for that one. Um, And then I realized I'm very comfortable being a leftist. Even in one of my interviews for to work with a congressman, I actually said, I was like, I'm a democratic socialist. Yeah. Uh, And I was, like, said that. I was like. But now we can shop the Democrats. I don't want to be social with that party at all. So we can just say socialist. But I even said that in an interview. And I was like, yeah, I'm comfortable in being like what I am. Yeah. But also we wanted to talk about how somehow it's isolating to be yeah. the, um, like, to identify as a socialist, anarchist, communist, whatever. It's any form of, like, non, like, really anti-capitalist. Yeah. I think because you can be progressive, you can be a leftist and still support capitalism in some realm, but it's I think when you reach the whole like fully anti-capitalist realm is when it starts to become more isolating because people to this, like even the poorest of this country will still hold on to capitalism and the ideals of capitalism, even though yeah. I think they're kind of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Because we both vo- voted for Bernie. Bernard, Bernard Sanders. Sanders. I love that name. Um, don't name your kid Bernard. <laughs> but <laughs> I, we both voted for him. And whenever you would say mm-hmm. you voted for Bernie Sanders, people would be like, "What?" You knew people were judging you. Like, there's no doubt yeah. in my mind. When I said I voted for Bernie Sanders, to other people, they were like, "Oh, you're voting for him? Yeah, because he yeah. supports the things I support." So, of course, I'll vote for Bernie Sanders. There were times at my school, and I go to, a f- like, a very liberal school. Like, there are pretty much no conservatives at my school at this point in time. You think? <laughs> I mean, I know they're there, but, like, they're all but silenced, which is a whole other issue. Yeah. We'll get into a different time. But um, there was a point in this election where, like, I thought everyone was, like, a leftist. Most of them were Warren supporters. We had some Harris supporters. It's a women's school, so that would make sense to people. Um. And I think I've kind of realized, specifically, like, this year, this past couple of semesters, where I've been, like, I'm more left than these people, than a lot of them. Some of them, not so much. But for even some of them, I say I'm a Bernie supporter. I also say I'm not one of those Bernie supporters, kind of, Yeah. situation, just to, like, maintain some form of, like, good reputation with people. No, yeah. Also, it, oh, it makes me so mad when people automatically think negative things for your British supporter. Also, yeah. they think you are uncompromising, which to a degree that's true, because I'm not going to compromise on my values. Mm-hmm. But you'll never, like, it's like you'll never compromise on, like, an issue, right? Like, yeah. saying as if, like, like, college for all, or not even college for all, student debt forgiveness, right? Yeah. Like, Bernie's, like, plan was to forgive it all and just start from zero which I think is, like, just the best thing to do at this yeah. point. Um, and it's just a bit easier, because what line are you going to draw? Also, I hate when people, like, even though I do, there's just middle-class privilege, and I, I get that, like, middle-class people take out loans or whatever, mm-hmm. but the fact that, too, you'll be fine. Your parents are middle-class. Like, 
you're not gonna be the homeless person yeah <laughs> but i do agree that we would kill class solidarity if we didn't include middle class people like yeah. i i think that would ruin the bill like i i don't think the bill would be passed you if they're not included middle class. exactly so even though i think because like part they, of the reason the middle class is disappearing is student debt. It's just you can't maintain it like that. Exactly. In the long run, I do believe that we sh- one, like, it was just what line do you draw? It becomes that issue. It becomes means-tested. I just think it's a, it would just be crazy. So I think you should just, like, forgive it all at this point. And so, but people don't think, like, we can, like, if you mm-hmm. said to me, we're not going to do that, but I will, like, forgive people's debt Say if someone was to like, I would forgive everyone up to like twenty thousand dollars of their debt. That doesn't even cover like no, but a fraction of some people. Some yeah, some people if they went to grad, that doesn't like, cover. Like there are people with like a hundred. Like if you go to yeah. medical school, you're at like hundreds of thousands. Of yeah, like debt. you're not. That's not gonna make a dent. But let's just say like that's what they're gonna do for undergrad, right? And yeah. that I was like, you got me to the table. Let's move that number up, right? Yeah. And let's try to figure this out. My goal is still that just forgive it all. Mm-hmm. If at this point this is what I need to do, I need to do it because that one point six trillion dollars is like. But also, like, I feel like my thing is student loan forgiveness is only going to go so far if we keep maintaining the higher education system that we have. Definitely, like so those like things the, have to like be done together. If you're going to do student loan forgiveness, you also have to address like affordability of college, especially public colleges being like yeah twenty, thirty, forty k a year. No, yeah, you have to do both. Like, one is not, like, student law has gotten so bad that you have to do it now. But realistically, if we had done this, like, 20 years before, you could really just focus on making it affordable. Making it affordable. But now, student debt is so bad that now you have to focus on student debt. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, so yeah, like, I, I just say, please just forgive it all. Because at this point, right now, people have taken on these huge student loan debts. Yeah. Um, and our economy is going to shit. Yeah. Uh, what's gonna happen like that's the problem it's like now people are freaking out what they're gonna do and they have this huge student loan debt but yeah so i the uncompromising thing like i think we can be but we're not gonna compromise immediately. Like even though i gave that situation of like someone 20k which was just like a number i threw out i don't know <laughs> the average i i mean i genuinely don't know i i forgot the average like it's student like loan 60 75 yeah i was like around there I was like, I don't remember. But um, just that if it could make a dent. Um, but I'm also not going to come to the table and be like, oh, mm-hmm. I'll take 20K. Like, no. <laughs> I'm not going to be like, go for it. Do that. So, yeah, people just think you're uncompromising. Also, people think you're naive. Yeah. And that pisses me off. And there's part of it that's like, I think people who are like so anti barrier like this will never happen. There's just something so, like, American-centric about it. That's like, oh, this will never happen. Like, this is the only place that, like, the fact that we don't have health care for everybody, the fact that colleges cost anything if you're not going to a private institution, like, that's not heard of almost anywhere else in what is considered to be the developed world, which you can problematize the whole term of developed or undeveloped. Yeah. But we'll get to that maybe at a different point. We'll see. Um... But it's like there's just something so selfish about it on the American stance of like to think that like we're like have the standard that is so below and that that's perfect, not only acceptable, but the only way it can happen. Yeah. 
yeah it's crazy actually when you just mentioned like that standard people have to struggle mm-hmm. and that's the only way and i remember actually uh this is how williams is not a progressive school like <laughs> i when people say we are a liberal school i was like so you mean like corporate dim yes yeah. um i'll agree with that but no it's not a lefty school like at all and someone said to me or said to a friend and she told me later that someone had said college shouldn't be free mm-hmm. and this is a wealthy white girl <laughs> and she said that and i was like what does she mean and the our mutual friend told me she meant that like well everyone want to go to college and i was like that's not how that works yeah. but then you're also admitting in the current system not everyone can go to college yeah. who wants to who that's their aspiration to do. So you're saying it's unfair. Like, you've told yeah. me that the system we live in, I must go to college to make more money. That is something I must do or I will not make enough money. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that there's a class of people who can't go to school, yeah. even though you just told me I must go to school. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? What are you doing? Also, not everyone's going to go to college, Okay. It's no. also like trade school stuff like that are not inexpensive. So if you make a lot that, of people t- just don't want to go to college. Exactly like me, <laughs> but I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of people don't want to go to college. Like if you give them another avenue, mm-hmm. they won't go to college. Even even though I'm about to go to law school, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did want to go to college. I still want to stay in school. Like I'm gonna go to grad school. But like academia is kind of like my place at this point. Um, but no, I think also one of the issues that I know some people I've talked to have said is like we expect kids to do like college work too young. Like you're 18 years old. That's to like basically be like you're an adult now, do adult things. That's so young. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a lot. So when you meet a Bernie supporter, <laughs> don't be an asshole to them. Yeah, please don't. Um, because I mean. And the one thing we haven't talked about, like, we talked about, like, being naive mm-hmm. and, like, being uncompromising and whatever. But the biggest thing that I, one of the other biggest things I hate about when we associate with the Bernie, uh, being a Bernie supporter, is immediately the Bernie bro narrative <laughs> takes a hold. And I've never hated a narrative more yeah. in my life. Um, because I love how they're trying to say that Bernie is racist because his supporters are apparently white. But in fact, they're erasing all the women, women of color, black men, like every other ethnicity, race, religion, whatever, that supports Bernie Sanders, they erase with that statement and don't realize that's also racist. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and so, but also, like, of course, the Bernie bro myth of like, oh, the angry Bernie bros on yeah. Twitter. <laughs> like, why are you on Twitter? <laughs> what are you doing getting your politics on Twitter? Also... For the CNN and MSNBC hosts that go on Twitter, get off of Twitter. Like, Stop. why do you think people are nice on the internet? Like, what of the internet has shown you <laughs> that people are nice? And, yes, well, I will only give this preface, like, one time in this podcast. Yes, some people are mean. <laughs> there are exceptions to every generalization we may say on the show. Yeah. Come at me. Okay. There are r- mean Bernie people. Like, I've met Bernie people I don't like. Yeah. Right? Like, I have. Like, yes, that they exist. Like, we realize that. But also, to act like it's Bernie Sanders movement that is the exceptional to this rule, you're yeah. just like, no, 
No. They, there are plenty of pleasant people. One, plenty of Bernie people who hate Twitter. Like, I hate Twitter. Your Twitter sucks. Like, I, I have a Twitter account that I've never done a tweet, and now it's inactive or disactivated because I never did anything with it. <laughs> so, that Bernie Bro thing, I think, really pissed me off because it isn't true because yeah. his support was the most diverse group. His, more likely or not, a support of Bernie was actually a woman of color. Yeah. That was his support. So then be like, Bernie bros, we're like, who are you? Who are they? Like, Bernie bros, like, actually, what was interesting is he does worse amongst white men. Yeah. That was his worst it. category. They like Andrew Yang. Yeah. <laughs> we can discuss that later. That libertarian Yang. bullshit. Um, uh, Andrew Yang is wild. But, I mean, I would like $1,000 a month. I mean, Honestly. yeah, but the problem with Andrew Yang was just, like... There, oh, there was were so many other... That's, like, the one good policy you have, and even that's a little weird. Even that wasn't good, because um, the problem with it was, like, you... It was going... Like, he was going to end up cutting, like, Social Security and stuff like that. Oh, absolutely not. Exactly. It wasn't, like, UBI on top of everything. It was... Yeah, it was going to be in place of it. Yeah. There was problems with the UBI thing, which is why... Bernie didn't support it. Why a lot of Bernie su- Sanders mm-hmm. supporters were like, no. no. And that's why. Like, a lot of Bernie Sanders supporters actually do support UBI, I think. But they're just like, we're not going to do that. So, because I remember, because I watched um, a lot of news and this Bernie bro thing is, like, going on. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you know, actually in 2008, Hillary Clinton did the same thing to Obama. Yeah. It was, like, Obama boys. And you were like, <laughs> which is even worse. You know that? There's a uh, little bit of racism in that. Exactly. <laughs> Just a little bit. She had racial issues. Like uh, She's always had racial issues. Let's be real. That never, uh. she never dealt with. <laughs> um, but, right, so she did it with Obama, and it just didn't work because. Obama was just more likable than Hillary Clinton. Oh, yeah. More, so many More likable and just more real. Yeah. Like, he definitely showed his human aspect of him. Like, that's what he ran on. Was that, yeah. like. Whereas, like, she ran on her, like, what she had done. To be fair, that's really what it should be. Like, it shouldn't yep. be a popular contest. It just didn't work. Whereas, like, no one likes Bernie Sanders, right? So then it Bernie bro thing works completely. So some I some uh, contributor, I forgot on what show. I was watching a video yesterday. And apparently it was, like, David Atkins. And it was a he tweeted something he retweeted something a bernie sanders supporter had tweeted out Mm -hmm. and for 2020 it was so funny this was an example of of angry bernie bro (laughs) the funniest shit i've ever seen um so it was a poll of like nevada's uh cogs coming up at that point and it was bernie 25 percent gropey uh 18 snake 13 (laughs) bernie wannabe bromance 11 (laughs) comb salad 10 percent rat 10 (laughs) percent i've never laughed so hard in my life because it was perfect like ropey yes okay um even then we all knew um tari was telling the truth um snake warren i love it also (laughs) i i told myself i had my phone i would have like a snake playing like i love that when people just have the emoji snake (laughs) even when people don't mean it in like the warren sense i crack up because i'm just like so funny um i don't know why it's just like it's the most funny thing i've seen and then bernie's wannabe bromance why was tom sire always there like (laughs) i 
also I low thought it was gonna be Gillibrand, not gonna lie. Yeah. Only Tom Sawyer seemed to like Bernie, which is why it was insane that he didn't endorse Bernie. Yeah. Um, Comb Salad, Amy Klobuchar. It should have been like throw a binder or something, really. And then the rat. Oh, oh Pete. Pete Okay, but it's tragic because I love his husband. Yeah. Justin is great. Ten out of ten would be a wonderful first husband for the White House. But like we'd get stuck with the Pete, rat. Yeah, we can't be stuck with him. Um, but that was their example. And I was like, that's a mean tweet. Dude, get over yourself. This is a <laughs> random Bernie supporter who does not matter. Like, We're I love just her. trying to have a laugh. I love her. She was a woman of color, so I don't say you do not matter. But you don't. Like, in this grand scheme <laughs> of things, you do not matter. Like, that's if I tweeted something. Also, that's, like, the point of Twitter. Because it was funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was so true. This is probably, like, some 18-year-old. Yeah, it seemed having like fun it. on Photoshop. Like calm down exactly but that's why people don't take it seriously are the people who give death threats that are crazy yes yeah we all know that but what annoyed bernie supporters the most is like they never recognize when biden supporters necessarily be like biden surrogates would say crazy stuff right so like people on national television would say crazy stuff and no one would ever they would spend like five seconds talking about that Mm -hmm. and you're just like Wait, what are you talking about? Like, why are you not focusing on that even more? I don't know if you remember. Uh, someone at MSNBC said, Bernie makes my skin crawl. Oh, no, I do remember that. They didn't give any reason. None of that. They just said that. What? Like, you and make the, my skin crawl. Like, the issue is that, like, I think MSNBC and CNN just have so much report with Democrats that it's so hard for anybody, like, remotely progressive to ever get anywhere because anyone who could potentially become like a leftist or like even would probably agree with a lot of their policies they're not going to see that side of those candidates because you have msnbc and cnn just like intentionally trying to make them look bad the bernie bro thing i think was like really pervasive actually like so i remember one person i forgot who was said well, how much did that really matter, right? How much did that really impact his 2016 run, right? Because th- in 2020, people were saying that really messed up Bernie. Like, yeah. that was a reason why Bernie did not win. And I actually agree. Uh, so, I'm, I mean, yeah, we'll never know, like, how much I influenced, but it worked with me. Yeah. I believed it. I believed he was bad on race when he's probably the best in that group on race. Like, that's, like, even critique you have of Bernie on race, he's probably the best. And that's what makes it, ins- like, you saying he's a his Bernie bros, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2016, I actually started out as a Bernie supporter, and what got me to stop is when everyone was like, he's not electable. Like, no one's going to go for this. He's not going to beat Trump, that kind of thing. And, of course, I mean, I couldn't even vote at that point. I was 17. But, like, and that's where I was like, I guess we're stuck with Hillary. That's no, where I got to. Yeah, also... He's probably the most electable in 2016, actually. Like, sadly, his year, I think. Like, I think 2020, we would thought, like, maybe we know more. Like, whatever. But that... I think he would have had a solid shot if everyone didn't drop out right before Super Tuesday. Oh, definitely. Like, Bernie Sanders would have won. Which mm-hmm. is why, like, when people talk about Bernie, um, like, mistakes he made yeah. during it. I No one's perfect. Yeah, he made mistakes. Like, I think... I don't know. I'm 50-50, actually, if he should have um, attacked Biden more, um, to be honest. But maybe he should have done that. He needed to do better ads. Like, I actually agree on that. Um, Because a lot of his ads, actually, that were good, they were, like, 
fans. Like, they yeah. weren't even from his campaign, which was a problem. But I think, yeah, like, he would have won, if not for Super Tuesday, he would have. And I think there's yeah. nothing to it. Like, he would have won. I How think they knew that. Oh, they definitely. And that's why Buttigieg and Klobuchar, Tom everybody. Steyer, like, everyone, Michael Bloomberg. And even fucking Pedro Fork just, like, endorsed him out of the blue. That work fucked up. With he probably could have uh, redeemed himself with that, but no, I'm not like, forgiving what? Because he didn't even matter anymore. Like that no was def- that was definitely a point of like, maybe people matter in Texas, right? But like nationally, everyone was like, why are you endorsing someone? Yeah, you did not have to do that, and probably could have been redeemable to the left, honestly. Um, but now I'm just like, get out of my face. Back to the yeah, yeah. the Bernie bro. Even one more thing, like people are like, how aggressive they're online. There was actually a study about how aggressive mm-hmm. Bernie supporters are, it was actually Trump with, like, out of their supporters, like, the aggressive, like, on social media. So it was, like, Trump supporters were, like, 57% aggressive. It was Clinton that was 30. It was Cruz, yeah. 21. Sanders, 16. And honestly, someone cussing at you, Mm-hmm. not enough like to me i mean that is like aggressive to be mm-hmm. fair but like i need someone giving you a different threat like level yeah. like i need that such small percentage of bernie supporters i would actually yeah. do that right like that yeah is going over line but like if they just cause you a bitch like i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> deal with it like like this isn't middle school <laughs> you're an adult exactly but if someone gives you a death threat like serious okay take yeah. that serious but yeah, they never recognized that Nina Turner, Brianna Joy Gray, mm-hmm. other women of color associated with that campaign, racial slurs, sexist, like yeah, it was always directed at them. Yeah, was that ever talked about? No. So that's also why like we couldn't really have a conversation about being mean online because like you're not being honest about it. Yeah. You're just you don't care. So oh well. That's being a Bernie Sanders supporter sucks. Yeah, it, it does. Um, and why, like, honestly, being a leftist is isolating because, like, people automatically just They assume so many things about you. So many things that it's crazy. You're just like, you literally don't know how I think. <laughs> like, you know. And I know you don't know because how would you know? To be fair, like, how would you? Mm-hmm. Do you have a leftist friend? Probably not. Do you watch, see leftists on TV? Not no. often. So you have this assumption. Also, when they think certain people are leftists, like, I don't know how Rachel Rachel Maddow has become the leftist. Like, Yeah, I don't. She's le- just a Democrat. <laughs> like, she's there. She's a Democrat. She's a little bit more liberal than the rest of MSNBC, but she's not a leftist. Yeah, like, I need someone on MSNBC as a host that I know voted for Bernie Sanders. They're like, not going to do that. <laughs> exactly. But I need that, right? Like, I need that person as a permanent host yeah. every show every day, and they support Bernie Sanders. And that's all I'll take. So I think there are some actually true kind of lefties that I would say support it Warren, that I would still say they're a lefty. Mm-hmm. But... There's also, like, just certain people that weren't that supported Warren, so I think it has to be Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Because only someone's going to, uh, who's a true lefty, is going to support Bernie Sanders because yeah. you're not going to play around with that. Um, just because you're going to have to deal with people assuming stuff, which is why I think at the beginning I wasn't going to 
Like, I wasn't going to put stickers on, like, laptop or whatever, because mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't want people to know. Now, like, yeah, I just don't want to have a discussion. And then I just didn't care anymore. I don't care people know. They're all over my computer. Because, um, I, yeah, I just didn't want to have a discussion. I was just, I don't care. It's probably going to stay on until I get rid of this laptop. So, because <laughs> I'm just like, I don't, I like messing with them. But, yeah. That's one radicalized us and then being a bernie sanders supporter what a rough life out there so so i guess we're good for now well with this episode first episode i guess coming up we're planning on doing an episode on objectivity and how it's fake uh of course we're gonna talk about covid19 because i feel like right now kind of have to and that's gonna be our talk also about health care so that's the next two episodes see you then See ya.